0: The National Broadcasting Company presents Joel McRae in Tales of the Texas Rangers. Tonight, transcribed from Hollywood, another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. The events themselves are a matter of record. Case for tonight, Blood Harvest.
1: It is a moonless midnight, September 16th, 1947. A truck without lights is parked in a cultivated field several miles from Fairvale, Texas. In the darkness, two men are perspiring freely as they load bales of seasoned alfalfa onto the truck.
0: How many more we got to go, Slim? Uh 15, 20, that's all. Uh, Now we can get it all on here, then. This'll be the last load.
1: That suits me fine. As soon as you get off the place, with us better. Come on. Whoa, take it easy, will you, Slim? How about time out for a smoke? Smoke? you out of your mind, Trent? Oh, we're a half mile from the house. And besides, you said Mullen was asleep. Look, don't give me an argument. All right, all right. But I moved more than 200 bales of this stuff tonight. I'm going to rest for a minute. If you don't like it, load the rest out yourself. Okay, don't get hot about it. I'm just as tired as you are. I'll sit on a running board. Yeah. You? Yeah. <laughs> Mullen's sure going to be surprised when he gets a look at this field tomorrow. Hey, he sure is. What do we get for this stuff? About $30 a ton. Ain't bad. Bound a clear almost 200 bucks a piece. Yeah. Could make more than that running a couple of head of cattle without working up this pig sweat, though. Sure, smart guy. Run cattle and get picked up and sent for the pen. Maybe there ain't as much money in alfalfa, but one thing about it, there ain't no brand marks on the bales either. Nobody can say it ain't yours once you get in the clear with it. Yeah, I guess you got a point. Think Mullins liable to suspicion you when he finds his field strip tomorrow? Oh, not a chance. I'm an old war buddy, ain't I? And he saw me taking a sleeping pill before we turned in tonight. <laughs> At least he thinks he saw me taking it.
0: It's <laughs> a good thing
1: he ain't seen you take this alfalfa, or you'd lose your job for sure. And after tomorrow, I can afford to lose it. The farm working for men is for horses. Oh, come on, we rested long enough. I want to get you away from here. Okay. Hey, give me that pitchfork. I'll push those last two bales back and make more room on the tail of the Yeah, here it is. I got a real surprise tomorrow when... Where's There's something moving.
2: here I' all right? There it is again. Maybe it's me. And he woke up. Get
0: quiet.
1: Who's on this
0: field? It is him. You better answer me. I can see the outline of your truck. Slow. I got to start up. and get out of here. No. woke <laughs> up. Listen, no, I'm not in the house. So pilot and truck and come with me, quick.
1: I go to jail, lady, a fool. No. I'll slide along behind the truck. You we'll stay here until it comes up to you. Yeah, but I don't so know what was you... Don't I tell you. Why, oh, talk up fast. It's me, Mullen, Harry Trent. Harry Trent, huh? You lost, Trent? What are you doing in my field in the middle of the night with a truck full of my alfalfa? Uh, well. Save it, Trent. Westland, Lamb, wait around to you. I didn't run place, Mullen. You know... Don't oh, move. There's a pitchfork you feel against your ribs. Just march back to the house. What are you going to do to him, Slim? I'm going to lend him my bottle of sleeping pills and see to it that he takes an overdose of them. It's nice and quiet. That idea would be great, Slim, if I'd hold still for it. But I ain't about to hold still. Look out, Slim. Punch him, Trent. Let go of that fork, Mullen. Now, oh, Mullen, here's something you don't have to hold still for. You'll hold still this time?
2: Oh. You killed him. You killed him. You shut him. Stop that and shut up. We gotta run, Slim. We gotta, gotta do it. nothing. Get
1: that load out of here and sell it like we planned. Then keep your mouth shut. If you don't, I'll sell it for you.
0: Just before dawn of the next morning, a hound from a neighboring farm came across the body of Robert Mullen.
1: Its baying attracted its master, who called the sheriff. The sheriff requested aid from the Texas Rangers. Ranger Jace Pearson was assigned. There's a the body, Ranger. Black hound dog over there came across it this morning and set up a holler. Owner heard her, knowed she'd find something and come running. I see. Which one owns the dog? Fellow in the Mackinac, Sam Richardson. And, his and farmer joins this one along the east fence. Who are the other two men? Harry Trent. Farmer on the north is his, and Slim Fireman. Slim worked this place with Mullen. They were buddies in the war or something. You want to talk to him? Yeah, in a minute. Anybody touch that pitch for Nope, not even me yet. I figured it must be the murder weapon, blood all over the prongs. Hard to read prints off that handle, though. Yeah. Marks on the body show Mullen was jabbed twice. Once would have been plenty. I, uh, set for the J.P., but I don't think we need an inquest to tag this as murder. No, but he'll have to order a medical examination to establish the time of death.
2: Hmm.
1: hmm. Mullen felt kind of funny. The left leg bent in under him. Well, there's a reason for that. Pull up the past leg and you'll see. Yeah. He explains it, all right leg even some kind of an accident if you can call Okinawa an accident you get the beach there with the first Marines lost a leg and an eye left eyes glass <laughs> you could have picked an easier life on the farm did he have any family sister Ellie lives over in Holtzville guess I'll have to bring her the news you could call the local minister at Holtsville he can tell her better than you can and we can drive over and see her later and find out if she knows anything it's a good idea I'll talk to these other fellows now. Okay. They uh, don't seem to know much, though. They may know when Mullen was last seen alive. Listen, often a man gets pitchforked to death out in his own fields. Yeah. <laughs> fellas, yeah. this is Ranger Jace Pearson. Ranger, this is Sam Richardson. Howdy. Hello. Harry Trent. Hello. Slim Fireman. Glad to know you. Richardson, the sheriff tells me your dog found the body. That's right. Oh, it must have been about uh, 4 a.m. I was just getting out of bed when I heard her, so I come a running. You always run out and investigate when you hear one of your hounds baying? Nope, but that black hound of mine's a good one. And I ain't never heard a dog's hound off like she did. I see. When did you see Mullen last alive? Yesterday morning. Passed each other along the fence and said howdy. How about you, Mr. Trent? Uh, I hadn't seen him for a couple of days. Reckon Slim here saw him last then. Uh... How about it? Well, sure, I reckon I did. Last night we ate and then you know, I turned in early. Hmm. Then this happened during the night. It must have, as far as I know. Why would Mullen come out to this field at night? <sighs> I don't know. I didn't even know he'd left the house until Richardson here come found on the door and woke me up this morning after he found the body. You live right on the place, Slim? Huh? How come you didn't hear Richardson's dog? Why? sleeping kind of heavy. I took a sleeping pill last night. Must have not me out good. Had a rough day yesterday. What do you mean, rough? Well, all the extra chores, loading the alfalfa from this field onto the truck. I was wondering how come there were so few bales from such a big cutting. Well, Mullen had a buyer for most of it, I reckon. Dang, how he carted it off. Hey, yeah, I see the tire tracks. Any idea who he sold it to? Let he say. Think somebody paid him for the stuff, then came back to rob him of the money, James? Could be, Sheriff except that Mullen made the robin mighty convenient by coming out into this field at night. When we learn why he came out here, we'll be learning a lot. (laughs) After a while, the justice of the peace showed up and took charge of the body. The sheriff made his call to the minister at Holtzville so he could break the news to Mullen's sister. He gave her a couple of hours to get a grip and then drove over to see her.
2: only here last Sunday, spending the day with him, playing with a baby,
1: and arguing with Dan. was Dan? My husband. What were they arguing about? What? I didn't mean a real argument. Politics, cost of living, you know how men get talking.
2: <laughs> I know he's dead.
1: Take it easy, Ellie. <laughs> That's your brother's picture over the fireplace, isn't it? yes. In his uniform, just before he went overseas in the war, before he was hurt. Anybody you know who might gain anything by having your brother out of the way? No, he never made
2: any enemies.
1: Guess it was robbery, like we figured before, Jace. No money on him, and none in the house that we could find. Might have had time to bank the crop money yesterday. We can check that with the bank. Might as well go then. Ellie, you shouldn't be here alone at a time like this. The minister is coming back later. Why don't you call Dan and have him come home from work?
2: He's away for a few days on a business trip. Mm,
1: away on a business trip, huh? Who's he
2: working for? He's buying and selling for Hatton Speed and Grain Company. Don't worry about me. I'll be all right.
1: Look, well, if there's anything I can do, just holler. Bye, Ellie. Goodbye, ma'am.
2: Goodbye. you you got to find out who killed
1: my brother. You can't let him get away with it. We'll try not to, ma'am. Never thought how her husband's job might fit into this. Buying and selling feed and feeding grain, huh? Mullen well, sold that alfalfa, most likely man he'd sell it to would be his own brother in law. If something we're gonna check on, hop in.
0: we will put out a radio pickup for him?
1: No, we'll drive over to the Hatton feed and grain. They'll know where he is, and we'll pick him up ourselves. Ah, there, by the barn. Hat and company emblem on it. Yeah, let's find him. There he is. Other end of the barn, leaning on the stall. Must be the owner he's talking to. Call him down here. We don't have to. He sees us coming this way now. Watch out for any sudden moves, just in case. Uh, Howdy, Sheriff. You looking for me? Ranger and I'd like a word with you. Uh, reckon it's about Ellie's brother. You heard about it, huh? Yeah, on my car radio this morning. I called Ellie a little while ago. She told me you'd been to see her. A couple stops I just got to make around here, and then I'm heading for home. When did you see Mullen last? Two days ago when I started out on this trip. You stopped by his place? That's right. Social call or business? Business? Made a bid on his alfalfa. We just about finished sweating ready to be hauled for storage. How'd you pay him for it, by cash or company check? I didn't pay him for it, Ranger. He said it wasn't for sale. You better be sure of that, Dan. What do you mean? He means that that alfalfa was sold and moved. Just before Mullen was killed. The same day you stopped there. Whoever told you that's a lie. It's no lie, Dan. We saw it with our own eyes. Everything was hauled from there except maybe a dozen bales. I don't care what you saw. I know that alfalfa wasn't for sale to me or anybody else. What makes you so sure of that? I'll tell you what makes me so sure. You can check it with the bank. Bob told me he'd need a reason for a bank loan to buy 20 head of dairy cattle. That's why I'm sure. He was getting them in next month. And he needed that alfalfa for winter forage. He couldn't have sold it, not to anybody.
0: You are listening to Tales of the Texas Rangers, starring Joel McRae as Ranger Jace Pearson. We continue now with tonight's case, Blood Harvest, an authentic story from the files of the Texas Rangers.
1: His mind suddenly. Mullen wouldn't have sold the feed he'd be needing for his own stock. The sheriff and I headed back for Mullen's farm. Don't see Slim around any place. Maybe into the funeral home. Let's take a look at the barn. We've looked at the barn before, Jace. No way we could miss a couple hundred bales of alfalfa. No, but we might have missed something we weren't looking for the last time. Just look up. You see the loft is almost empty. He didn't need much forage with just one horse to feed. Uh, I'm looking for forage. Here's what I'm interested in. It's just a bunch of scrap lumber. And a keg of nails. Just about what he'd need to build stalls for that dairy herd. Now, uh, Mullen was too far ahead with his plans to change his mind, if you ask me. It sure looks that way. Where'd Mullen keep his hay truck? and vehicle shed out back? Yeah. Come on. What do you want to see, Jase? The truck that Slim said he and Mullen loaded that alfalfa on Looks like the shed is locked. Uh, No, it isn't. It's the wooden peg stuck through the lock ratchet. We can pull it.
0: Now help me roll it back. There's
1: the truck. Is this the only truck he's got? Yep. If this truck was used to haul alfalfa bales, they must have been tighter than any bales I've ever seen. Look at that truck bed. Clean as a whistle, not a straw on the floor.
2: Mm
1: And, Sheriff. This isn't the truck that was loaded out in that field. You can't be sure of that just because the bed is clean. No, but I can be sure by the tires. Look at them. Treads worn down almost smooth. The tire marks we saw out in the field were well marked. Plenty of tread. Hey, that's right. They were. Come on. Take Mullen's horse from the barn, throw a saddle on it. I'll get a out of my trailer, and we'll take a little ride. Where to? Out to the fields first, where I can make a plastic cast of that tire tread. Truck was loaded heavy. Compression was deep enough to hold. Why can't we drive out? I want to cut across the neighboring farms, too, and see if we can find any matching treads in other fields. We'll see the ground better as we move on horseback. It's as easy to drive around the farms and check the tires on the trucks like we did here. Yeah, but I don't want to be seen doing that. we scare the man we're after, he might run before we get to him. Okay, I'll have this nag right in a minute. If you're right, Jace, Slim Ferryman has been lying about moving the alfalfa. Easy, boy. We'll find out. If he was lying, we will explain why Mullen was out to that field at night. Because it'll mean that the crop was being stolen at night. And he was killed when he saw who was stealing it. How long does it take that cast to dry, Jace? he will be ready in a minute. Well, there will be a lot of truck tires with that same tread. Sure, but this piece I'm making a cast of has a cut mark across part of the tread. Oh, I see. Find that same mark again someplace else. We can make another cast and use for evidence. Here, this is dry now. How's that, Sheriff? Good, clear impression, Jace. Come on. Let's ride. Looks like Trent moved his alfalfa crop too, Jay. His fields are clear. Yeah. Where's the farmhouse? Other side of that patch of trees. Good. Well, that'll keep us covered. Keep your eyes on the ground. Right. Hey, hold it. Ooh. Hold it. What is it? Nothing. Tractor marks there. Not what we're looking for. Oh. Well, let's keep going. Hey, well, you yeah. keep... yeah, quite a bit of straw on the ground over to the right, Sheriff. Let's move that way. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Trent had his mail stacked there sure did. That's what we're looking for. Oh, old charcoal. oh, charcoal. Kind of dim, Jace, but to the same tread, all right. Yeah, it looks like the same cut mark in the tread. I'm going to make another cast. Then after dark, we can slip in and take a look at Trent's barn and his
2: truck. <laughs>
1: We will Even if he had Mullins' crop here, no way we could prove it. That's where you're wrong, Sheriff. If Kurt had it, we're gonna prove it. We cleared the farm without being spotted. Got to my car and drove back to town. Robert Mullins' wake had just ended at the funeral home as we pulled up at the Sheriff's office. We didn't have to be so careful out at Trent's place, Jase. There he is going toward his car. Must have come in to pay his respect. Oh, he just came out of the door of that cafe. Oh, look who's in there at the counter. Slim Fireman. Yeah, we could use some coffee. Come on.
0: Well, howdy, Sheriff and Ranger. Howdy, May. How's the
1: coffee? Try
0: stirring it, and it'll fling the spoon right back at you. <laughs> that sounds
1: strong enough. Mm. Pour a couple. Yeah, all right. Mind if we sit with you, Slim? Help yourself. You got a line on who killed Mullen yet? No. Too bad Mullen never mentioned the name of the man he was selling that alfalfa to. No, too bad. You think he might have mentioned it to one of the neighbors, Sam Richardson, maybe, or Harry Trent? No, no, I don't don't think so. Just isn't likely man who doesn't tell his plans to an old buddy living right in the same house with him, I guess he wouldn't tell anybody.
0: Well, here's your jabber, Sheriff. Stranger. Ranger.
1: You and men go all through the war together? Mm-hmm. No, just part of it. Mm-hmm. What did you mean? South Pacific? Uh, no, here in the States. I, uh, I was a ward man at the general hospital. Oh. Then you weren't in action together. No. I see, uh... I... I thought you were a real close friend. We were? Who says we weren't? Well, take it easy. Nobody said so. I just meant you weren't as close as buddies are when they're under fire together. We were plenty close, and don't let nobody tell you different. Mullen was the best friend I ever had, see? Sure. When you get the guy who killed him, I'd I'd like to be there to watch when they strap the rat in the electric chair. I know just how you feel. I'll do my best to arrange that for you. Uh,
0: Here's your money, May.
1: Uh, I'm going back to the farm and get some sleep if I can. Hardly had any since this happened. It's too bad. Maybe you ought to take one of your sleeping pills. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will. Good night. Good night, Sheriff. Good night, Slim. He sure rattled his teeth, Jase. He was pretty frank about his service record, though. Not only because he knew I could check it if he lied. Let's skip this coffee. I want to see Ellie and her husband, Dan you. Mm-hmm. Sure, that's all. Of course, I'm sure. The feed and grain companies keep a record of everybody they purchase from. Sure. Can the lots be identified? I mean, are they tagged or stored in such a way you could tell who they were bought from? Yeah, they are. What are you aiming at, Jay? Final proof to break Trent down. Dan, I want you to come with me. Get one of the bales Trent sold to your company, and then we're gonna wake up every other feed and grain buyer in the county to see if he sold any more than 12 tons. We got what we were after. The day after Mullen was killed, Trent had sold an additional fifteen tons to another company almost 50 miles away. We got a sample bale and brought it back to the sheriff's office. Hey, put it down here, Dan. Yeah. So Trent did sell more of it, huh? Fifteen tons more. Well, see how you can tell this bale from the other one. You can when you weigh him. Trent's bale's average 110 pounds to the bale on his own stuff. The bales in his second batch are tighter packed, about 140 pounds to the bale. Hey, wait a minute, Ranger. There's something else different, too. I just noticed. Look at the wire on the bales. Mm, looks the same to me. Maybe, but you're not as used to seeing baling wire as I am. Wire on the bale's Trent sold me is 16 gauge. Wire on this other bale is 14 gauge. Bob Mullen always used 14 gauge. Come on, Sheriff. Let's get Trent and make him talk. Once he opens up, we'll see where Slim Ferriman fits. Chase, I see the picture as clear as you do now, but how are we going to prove that this second batch of alfalfa was stolen from Mullen's place? We don't have to prove it. Trent's the one who has to do the proving. We do things big in Texas, but he's the first man who ever sold 27 tons of alfalfa from six acres. Let's go. maybe, so you could show him how to raise 27 tons of alfalfa on six acres? You must have raised that much, Trent, because you sold that much. But 15 tons of it belonged to Mullum. He bailed heavier and used 14-gauge wire, while you used 16-gauge. Uh, I bought Mullum's crop. Why would he sell it to you instead of his brother-in-law, Dan? I mean,
0: I, I, I hauled it for him. He thought the price would be better someplace else.
1: Not i left to haul it 50 miles. And besides, you made that sale yesterday, after Mullum was killed. Now, I
0: I was in a trap. If I told you about it, Slim would have
1: killed me. Did he kill Mullen? Were you an eyewitness?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw him do it. I never touched Mullen. Where's Slim now? I I thought you were him when you drove up. He's coming here this morning. I got to check for Mullen's alfalfa, and Slim was going to pick it up and take it someplace for cash. And...
1: There's a car coming now, Chase. Handcuff turned to the door now to that closet. Quick, right. I didn't tell him. Carter. Come on, Sheriff. Slim won't stop. He'll see my car as he makes the turn for the house. <laughs> God, he's turning around. Get his tires. Let's stop him. He's running for it, Chase. Move off to that side. The car is shielding him. Right. Stop running, Slim. You can't beat a bullet. He ducks into the barn, Chase. Circle in from the side and keep the door covered. I'm going in after him. <laughs>
0: the star of our show, Joel McRae, with another interesting story about the Texas Rangers.
1: The equipment of a Texas Ranger includes a pair of six guns, a rifle, a shotgun, and other weapons, not to mention his horse, horse trailer, automobile, and scientific crime detection apparatus. However, there's been a fictional addition to the equipment as the result of motion pictures, an addition that has the Rangers scratching their heads ruefully. It came to the attention of one Ranger recently as he passed two small boys on the street. The small fry turned to stare at him. The ranger got quite a shock when he heard one of them say, Oh shucks, he ain't a real Texas Ranger. He ain't got a guitar. Well, such is the influence of modern fiction. But fortunately, the criminals know the truth. When they see a real Texas Ranger, they don't look for a guitar. They look for the quickest means of transportation. They want distance, not music. Good night, folks. See you next week.
0: Next week, Joel McRae and another authentic reenactment of a case from the files of the Texas Rangers. Currently, seen starring in the Universal International Technicolor production, *Frenchie*. Tonight's cast included Tony Barrett, Lou Krugman, Herb Bygren, Tom Tully, Wilms Herbert, Betty Moran, and Gigi Pearson. This story was transcribed and adapted by Joel Murcott, and the program was produced and directed by Stacy Keats. Al Gibney speaking.
1: Three chimes mean good times on NBC. Here's news of two outstanding musical events. This Saturday, January 27th, Arturo Toscanini begins the first of a new series with the NBC Symphony. And starting Monday, January 29th, the Boston Pops Orchestra will be heard in a new Monday evening concert series. They call infantile paralysis the visible crippler. It strikes without mercy any place, anywhere. You can fight him with your dimes and dollars, though. Send them today to your local March of Dimes headquarters. Join the 1951 March of Dimes. Remember, Arturo Toscanini once again conducts the symphony next Saturday on NBC. <laughs>